Into the Triangle Podcast here on Couch Guy Sports, of course. Big Al over there. Jared Scally here. Uh, Liam again. Not here with us live as we record. Something fishy's going Something, on. Uh, something's going on, Liam. I don't know. Um, we might have just, to up the just, contract negotiations. We're going to have to talk. We're going to have to talk. Either way, follow the show itself on Twitter. Of course, at Into the Triangle. I think that's right. I'm going to get thumbs yes. up. Yes, that's right. That's good. That's good news. Of course, CouchGuysports.com. Uh, keep an eye on the merch store. Very close to being finished with the update, so that should go live in the next week or so. A lot of good wanna, stuff happening at Couch Do Guys. you want to just make the big announcement now, or do you want to tease it out another week? What big announcement? With the website. What's going on at uh, Couch Guy Sports? We can tease things until it's all done. It's, unless you want to break something that I don't know about. but um, You would know before I would, so. That's fair. <laughs> um all right red sox baseball into the struggle podcast big news big news this week dave dombrowski is out adios see you later see you on the other side thank god dave dombrowski as after the red sox lost the yankees the other night on sunday night baseball the red sox decided to part ways quote unquote aka get your ass out of here Dave Dombrowski. Um, the two things to this, really. One, not really surprising. Um, I saw, I think it was Jeff Passan say it was surprising. Maybe you don't cover the Red Sox or cover baseball enough, Jeff Passan, good sir. But um, not really surprising. This team, this guy has done what he has sought out to do. He was hired to be the guy to bring together a team and help them win a World Series. He did just that, and then he got his manager in the door to help him take that team over the top because John Farrell sucked and couldn't do it. He did everything he was asked to do, and this year he went over the top and did something he shouldn't have done. Nathan Evaldi, shouldn't have signed him. Chris Sale, eh, debatable. But now, we'll talk about this in a little bit, but it had, now Dave Dombrowski's extra steps here has ramifications on Mookie Betts, J.D. Martinez, other guys on the team, right? So we'll talk about those ramifications before we end the show, but um, stick to Dave Dombrowski. He's no longer a member of the Red Sox organization. Uh, Tony La took no time tonight, slid over in his chair, according to uh, Chris <laughs> Smith, actually, who we on last week. That was the tweet I saw. Um, and he said that, that Tony La just slid right over into Dave Dombrowski's chair. Um, the Red Sox, Al, really confusing. But let's First of all, they're now going to have four people fill the chair for now. They're not going to look for a new person that until the season's over. Um, they probably have some people in mind, but for right now, they have the people who are basically Dombrowski's assistants now running the team. That's good. That's going to work out just great. Um, but let's get to this part, and this is what really confuses me and hates me, really makes me hate ownership even more. They announce something's coming. They fire Dave Dombrowski. They release a statement, but they don't have a press conference. Yeah, that was uh, that was definitely a little fishy to uh, go on. Go on. No, I was good. It's very fishy when the guy that brought you a World Series title, and like you said, Jared, he was brought here in 2015 in the offseason to get this team back on track. Obviously, they had won the 2013 World Series. They took a step back in 2014, another one in 2015. When, when I wrote about it today, what are a couple moves that he made? Oh, he just so happened to go out and get Craig Kimbrell, one of the best closers on the market. What does he do in 2017? Oh, he just so happens to get a guy named Chris Sale, who's one of the best left-handed pitchers in baseball. 
And then what do they do when they need power? Oh, they go out and get J.D. Martinez, who just so happened to have a monster year in 2017. You sign him for 2018. Point being, Dombrowski did what he had to do. But this season, there was a lot of separation. We saw the reports himself and La Russa. They were sort of you know, isolating themselves from the rest of the Red Sox organization. It was a move that came, I think, at the wrong time. I think they should have just waited out a couple extra weeks. You have, what, 18 games left? Just finish out the season. I understand you might want to have those people in ownership take a look at the team. But you can do that all offseason. You can evaluate all offseason. And you come up with a game plan to get this team back on track and maybe replenish the farm system that Dave Dombrowski oh so generously got rid of. The timing is, the, is a weird thing, right? You know, like hiring the let's fi- firing the dude after losing to the Yankees with three weeks left in the season that you know you're not going to make the playoffs. Just wait. Just wait. Because now you look like even more of assholes than you already are because you're firing the dude three weeks left in the season and you don't have a press conference. So now you have, you have 19 games left. 19 games left. Just wait till the season's over. I don't get it. 19 games left. You don't have a press conference, and now you're leaving it to the players and Alex Cora to answer all the questions that you should be answering as ownership. This is this is what pisses me off the most, and and you know me, I'm not a huge fan of this ownership group. But I think it's time for them to sell or at least take a step back. Yep, um, as, soon as, they, as soon as they bought Liverpool, I think their their priorities changed, and and it's not helping the Red Sox whatsoever. So look, everyone knows that that I'm on that stance. This doesn't help my anyone else's case for them. They literally fired this guy who, again, they brought in for a reason. They liked him. They got it got him a World Series. And then out of nowhere, there's no press conference. And now an owner, as an ownership group, you guys collectively, John Henry and others, sat there and said, you know what? Let's not hold the press conference. Let's make Eric, Alex Cora and the players answer for our decision. What kind of ownership is that? That is pathetic. That is weak. And that is just it's poo-poo. spineless. It's spineless. That is the word to say. It's absolutely spineless. You should owe this guy at least the respect to make the public announcement and just get it out to the open. Everyone's going to ask questions. Everyone's already asking questions. Why now? Why do you Why do you get rid of him one year after he wins you a World Series title? Everything about this just screams Red Sox ownership doesn't know what they're doing. And then to top it all off, you have the Red Sox doing it during the Patriots opening night banner ceremony. Sleazy. Everybody, yeah, it's a sleazy move because everybody knows that all of New England, and especially all of Boston in particular, because most Red Sox fans are also Patriots fans for the most part, are going to be focusing on the Patriots game because they're defending a title. And then you slip in at like 1130 at night, close to midnight, and come out with this. And it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, we're getting rid of Dave Dombrowski. Like, What? Yeah, they, they they legitimately slipped in. It was after the Patriots basically already won. Everyone was focusing on Josh Gordon, AB, everything that's happening with the Patriots. Just raised a banner, smoked the Steelers, right? We can go on and on in that field. And then, oh, by the way, I'm like falling asleep. I'm like half asleep on my phone after the game's over, and I see breaking news, Dave Dombrowski canned. And I'm like, wait, hold on a second. I'm, about to, I'm like half asleep right now. It's 1130, and I'm one that just constantly checks Twitter before I go to bed because I'm a nut job. Um, I'm, I'm the same way. Same exact like way. Not, not a lot of people do that. So it's uh, they were trying to sneak this by everybody without having to worry about it, without us having to see it, and then maybe wake up and be like, well, we, we released everything last night we wanted to say, blah, blah, blah. It's in the statement. But then so, you still made for it and then answer the questions. And it's like, what do you th- – those players and, and your manager should not have to answer for your decisions, whether we agree with them or not. And look, Al – I agree with this decision. I, I might sound like I don't, but 
No, I'm okay with Dombrowski being can. I know you are too. And, it's and great. It, it, it just needed to happen. Like, do I think he was the right guy for the job when he got hired? Absolutely. Yes. Because we needed someone like that to come in with experience to build this team back up to win a title because we had too much talent to not. But do I think he's the best guy moving forward to f- rebuild this team? Not say rebuild, I guess, because it's not really a rebuild, but to get this team back to a consistent year-to-year contender? No, I don't think he's the right guy to do that because he's never proven he can. So the thing was, and we're gonna, and I want to go back to this for a second. So you were talking about how you found it on your phone. I was driving home from the Patriots game. I went to the game last night. I was fortunate enough to get tickets. I'm driving home with my, one of my friends, and he tells me, Jared Carabas was the first one that was like, big news is about to happen. And I'm thinking to myself, what could this big news be at this point in the season? Sure enough, literally two at, minutes at later. At this time of night. Yes. Night. Yes. Two minutes later, Jeff Passon breaks the news. And it's like... Again, why are you coming out with this now? There's, I hate to, I, actually, no, I don't hate to say this, Jared. There's a lot of questions to this that we're never going to get answers to. And John Henry and Larry Lucchino and that whole group are spineless, and they're just they're cowards. They are cowards for doing this move. What was the other move? I think it was, um, I forget who it was, but it was during a Patriots parade, wasn't it? Like the Bruins fired their head coach or traded Tyler Sagan or oh, something like that. It was when they fired Claude. Oh, fire club. That's right. Okay. So it's yeah, like it's the same thing. It's the same exact thing. It's a big move to the organization. Now the question is, because obviously these four people aren't going to be, you know, they're not going to be the GMs all going forward. What direction are they going to go? Yeah. That's, that's my biggest question. Okay. You got rid of Dave Dombrowski, the veteran heavy guy. Cause you know, as well as I know, Jared, Dave Dombrowski is big on veterans. He trades for the veteran presence. Now it's what kind of mindset you're going to get in. Are you going to get a guy that's going to try to replenish that farm system and build youth? Or are you going to say, we still have a good enough team to win right now. Let's try to win a World Series in the next year or two with the and, core group that we have. And that becomes a great segue because, you know, now the, the decision is, okay, you know, we fired Dave Dombrowski, step one. And a lot of people can do that, right? Come, as much as it sucks, it seems like it's bad timing because – and it is in terms of the season, but – he just won your World Series, so a year after that. But again, the reason where they're they're in this predicament right now is partially because of him. So there's a good reason for the firing. Again, I, I completely agree with the decision. Timing, not so much. But now it takes you to the next step because it seems like there was, like you said earlier too, there was disconnect. Like there was less and less relationship. So now you look at it, and it has to be considered a okay. Who do you bring in? Right now, they have four assistants running the job. That's not going to stay like that. They're going to find somebody to come in and take over. So what do they do? What's their decision? What do they ultimately want to get out of this? They now have so much pressure on them, Al, to find the right guy to who can come in here and make these decisions. And it's it's not an easy decision off the bat. Think about if they actually – if they hire somebody this offseason, which they probably will. They Their first major decision at cover – like running their Boston Red Sox, Mookie or J.D.? Like that is, and that's, and that's because of Dave Dombrowski. And this is a piece, and this is what Evan Drellick, good friend of the show, Evan Drellick, um, he wrote in the athletic, he writes for the athletic now, always confuses where Evan Drellick is. He, he wrote it in the athletic, um, basically saying like how there is a chance that both these guys aren't on the roster next year. Because when you look at it, Mookie Betts can go wherever the hell he wants, right? Like, he's going to be here. He has one year left. But if the Red Sox aren't going to sign him, they're going to trade him this offseason. They'd be dumb not to. And J.D. Martinez can opt out and try to get more money. If he does opt out, Al, 
why would the Red Sox pay him more? Like, I, I, it, no. it, I think it depends on what the mindset of the next GM is. If you're looking at the long-term goal, then yes, let JD walk. Let him get his money somewhere else and then focus on taking that money that you would have had to pay JD and use it to keep Mookie long-term. But if you're thinking in the short term and you're thinking our window is right now to still contend for a World Series title, then maybe you bite the bullet and you say maybe we trade Mookie, replenish the farm system, get a couple veteran, you know, whether it's a reliever or maybe even a fifth starter or something like that. You trade Mookie and then you keep JD to keep that three, four hitter in the lineup. So, again, it's all going to depend on what mindset the next GM is going to have. I don't think you can go wrong with either one either. No. And I, I don't the, – the biggest issue with me, and this links back to Dombrowski, is you can't really keep both. No, and they will the, not – both of them will not be on the roster but next year. The no issue – and the reason for that is Dombrowski yeah. because you paid Evaldi for really no reason. You extended sale. You, you extended, extended sale. You extended Bogart. And, and Bogarts was cheap. Like Bogarts I'm fine with because you want to keep Bogarts, and he, he made a lot less than he would have on the old market. So – that one I'm fine with, but like JD and Mookie, they should have been able to find a way to have them both. Now, which one would I rather? I'd lean JD because Mookie's going to need more money. Yeah. And, and and it's really up to JD because if he opts in, it's his decision. Red Sox have no, no choice. Unless they sit him down and go, we really don't want you here. And even then, if you're that player, you're going to opt out just to leave all that money on the table? Because honestly... It's not like JD's had a really good year this year. If he opts out, is he going to make the same amount of money? Absolutely not. This, the best way for him to make as much money as possible, this is JD I'm talking about, is to opt in and get paid the contract he agreed to. And the next year, probably do the same thing again. Because you know what? The, Dave Dombrowski, the Boston Red Sox guy they just canned, he overpaid for JD Martinez. And we all knew that. But it was okay because it's what we needed. And it's still what we need. And you can use the money for Mookie Betts. To replenish the farm system like you're talking about, Al. To pay the other guys that you need to pay. The Ben Benintendis, the Bradleys, still needs to get paid. It might be better off to just let JD opt in, pay the dude, and let Mookie walk. So so I pretty much agree with everything that you just said right there. The only thing I disagree with is that the fact that JD's not having a good year. Because obviously last year we were spoiled by the fact that JD Martinez was pretty much in the race for American League MVP. I think he finished fourth in the voting. Which was Which, stupid, but yeah. Yes, it was. But still, even this year, he's hitting over 300. He has 35 home runs, and he's going to get probably 100 RBIs or more. So it's not a question of he's having a bad year this year. It's that will the Red Sox think to themselves that J.D. will put up similar production within the next two or three years of his contract? Even still with the opt-outs, I do see what you mean by keeping J.D. short-term. But there's something appealing about having Mookie Betts in a Red Sox uniform long-term because you're trying to be better and still try, you're still trying to be good past 2022 or 2023. But if you keep Mookie Betts and lose JD, then there goes the whole, like, we need a bat in the middle of the lineup conversation, which we had two, three years ago when they were getting killed by Houston in the first round of the playoffs. Then you have to be aggressive and go after a guy like Jose Abreu. Then you have to be aggressive. With which what? I think they will Your whole be. farm system's gone. With what? You're going to have to get rid of some of the guys you have now. You might have to get rid of a Bobby Dalbeck. You might have to get rid of a... Tanner Hawk, you might have to get yeah, rid but of Tristan good enough, Cassis. Though? But are those prospects even good enough for Jose Abreu? They're not, they might not be. And I this mean, is this is and this is where the problem is. You're asking for a big name player, and you you want to give them two jacks and a ball to go with it. 
Jay, like this, that, is the, this is the White Sox we're talking about. They don't need much. They, they don't need I mean, much. <laughs> I mean, we, they gave us Chris Sale. So, like, I, I look, you look at the way this team is built. I don't say we're going to be the Tigers because a lot of our talent is still young. So it's, we're not turning into that. But you can't make a lot more aggressive moves trade-wise because you don't have much left to deal. This core is what you're really left with. Unless you trade Mookie, unless you don't pay him, and you give that money to a bunch of other people, and if you trade Mookie, even if it's this offseason when they people know, like say you, they're gonna give you good prospects to take Mookie bets off your hands for a year, because you know what, that team is pretty damn good even without him. Put Mookie bets on the Braves, phenomenal, right? We all know that. I'm not saying I hate Mookie bets the player, and then they're gonna give you a ton in return, even if it is for one year Mookie bets, because they can believe that that you know what. Mookie Betts is going to be there for a year. It's a winning culture. They love baseball down there, close to his home, right? Maybe that is a situation where you're able to swing prospects in a good amount of them. Maybe even a maybe even a short-term arm or something for the now. And you're still able to recoup that farm system, even though it is only trading for one year of Mookie Betts. And that's where the whole issue is going to come into play, is whatever team actually ends up trading for Mookie Betts this offseason, because it has to be this offseason now. What are they willing to give you, and is it worth not waiting it out and maybe paying Mookie? I think Mookie wants to be here first and foremost. I think the Red Sox still want him, but I don't think the money's going to line up. And at that point, you trade him, you figure it out, you keep J.D. Martinez, because I think J.D. has already said he wants to stay, and it's all about a business, and if he opts in, he's going to make the most money possible out of anything else. It just makes too much sense at this point. With Dombrowski gone, the next guy has to make a move. He's going to trade Mookie Betts, whoever this guy is coming in. Essentially, yes, you're going to have to probably trade Mookie. But again, you don't know what the GMs are thinking. You don't know what – honestly, you don't know what's going to happen. I feel like this is like trying to figure out like a robbery or a burglary or something. You're trying to connect point A to point B to point C. It's just like a map and a maze, and we're trying to figure out what the heck's going on. We're thinking about 500 different possibilities here just for trading one of the best players in the game. And Mookie Betts is one of the best players in the game. He won an American League MVP award last year. And he's still, and he's going to get his 30 and close to 100 this year. So now the question is, what value can you get for him if you actually pull the trigger on a trade? And what could you get for J.D. Martinez? I'm not saying you're going to trade J.D., but could you restructure his contract to maybe, maybe I'm not saying he'd do this, but maybe you take a little hometown discount. You know who his agent is? Yeah, unfortunately. I think everybody knows who his agent is. No, not going to happen. I'm surprised Xander pulled it off. So, yeah. look, I, I, I want to sit here, and it's it's, it's freaking, what, September 9th, and we're talking about offseason crap because the Red Sox are good enough to make the damn playoffs after winning a World Series. But I want to know what you think in this, and, and this, and then we can talk about one other high note, and then we can get out of here. But likelihood going into this offseason, and, and we'll obviously dive into offseason crap and all that good stuff as the winter progresses and the snow starts to fall. But yeah. I know. Too soon. I shouldn't have gone there. Yeah, terrible. What's the likelihood that both of these guys are gone? What's the likelihood that, you know what, they just scrap both of them and they start over? I'm going to give that like a 10% chance because, you know what, I think that the Red Sox are going to do everything in their power to at least keep one of them. And if they realize that Mookie – I know you said Mookie says he wants to be here, but Mookie also understands that it's a business. I'm not saying J.D. doesn't. But J.D. Martinez, I feel like, and I feel like you can agree with this, has been more inclined to say, I want to be here. I want to work something out so I can be a Boston Red Sox for the next three, four years of my career. 
Mookie has said, I do like being here, but I also understand it's a business. That's the thing he goes back to. It's a business. Yeah, no, JD has definitely been open about it. He's even said at points he was like, look, this it's so hard for me to say I didn't want to, I wouldn't want to be here because I grew up watching this team. This is my favorite team outside of playing. Like, yep. like this, this is where I, it feels like I should be. So, you know what, it, at least he actually shows signs of wanting to be here. And this is also why I lean towards keeping JD if he can, because you know what? Mookie has not once said, I'd really like to stay. I know it's a business, but I, I mean, I'd rather be here than anywhere else. Have you heard that from Mookie Betts yet? No. No. And the thing once. Right. And the thing is, if you miss out on both of them and both of them walk out the door, then you're missing your leadoff hitter and your number four hitter. Oh, that sounds like such a Red Sox thing to do. It is. And this ownership group? Oh, let's just screw it up and not even keep any of either of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's just let's let them both walk. Let them go to, to contenders and then they can enjoy them. Meanwhile, we have to figure out how we're going to get another leadoff hitter like Mookie Betts and a freaking four hitter. Tell me, Jared, in the free agency market right now, who is available the Red Sox could actually get that could fill those holes if both of those guys left? Oh, God, I wish I could give you a name that made sense. But nobody. There's nobody. This free agency class is going to be weak this year. So if the Red Sox think that their number four hitter or leadoff hitter is going to be in that free agency market, then they're nuts. <sighs> All right. Want to end on a good note? Yes, please. We, we talk so much negativity. This is actually a good bit of news that I think all of Red Sox Nation needs to hear. So, yes, let's do it. And on a good note here, Patriots Super Bowl champs. That's a great note. Anyway, uh, hey. <laughs> David Ortiz, that guy, you know, the guy who leads oh. the city, who actually oh, wants we, to we be like here. we like that guy. We like that guy a lot. You know, he wins baseball games, a lot of them. Wow. Clutch hitter. You know, David Ortiz, David Ortiz, David Ortiz. You know, when they destroyed Dave Dombrowski's last bullpen of a masterpiece, that guy. At Fenway Park tonight, threw out the first pitch against the New York Yankees. Him and his wife are in attendance. Uh, it was tweeted out before the game that he was in Alex Cora's office and he would throw out the first pitch. He was announced to obviously a standing ovation. He ran out to the pitcher's mound. So, great sign. If there's one positive at all with this Red Sox season, David Ortiz, well and healthy, still chasing down his attacker, right? He's working on that. But, hey, you know what? He was back. He threw out the first pitch. He's enjoying a Red Sox-Yankees game for, like, dirt cheap because the tickets were going for, like, 10 bucks tonight at Fenway Park for a Red Sox-Yankees game. David Ortiz, well and healthy. Thank God. It was nice to see Ortiz out there, and it was nice to see him thanking the Red Sox organization, his former teammates, even the Yankees teammates. He was thanking Edwin Encarnacion, CeCe Sabathia, for checking in on him. So it's good to see Poppy, obviously alive, number one, and doing well, moving out and about and not just sitting in his house on his couch fearing for his life or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Great to see Big Poppy back, and that's a little boost that I think Red Sox Nation needed, especially after the season that they've had. And the news of Dave Dombrowski being fired last night, although I think a lot of fans are rejoicing in that, just like we are. Hmm. All right. Dave Dombrowski, best news of the day. Can, gone, see ya, smell you later. Becomes a what's next for the Red Sox. What do they do? 19 games left, as Al said earlier in the show. What's next for these Boston Red Sox? Mookie Betts may be gone. J.D. Martinez may be also gone, maybe staying. A lot of question marks go into this offseason as you sit back and watch the Yankees potentially win a World Series. Al, not going to lie, I'm sneaky rooting for it. Might be good for the rivalry. Might be good for baseball. See the Yankees get back on top. Just saying. Nah. Hate, hate to be that guy. 
Nah, give me the Astros. I, I actually, I'm actually, I'm go Twinkies. Go I'm, Twinkies. I'm, I'm hopping on the A's or Rays bandwagon. I want to see one of those two. The Rays would be cool. I would love I to see the dude, Rays. Give me the back. Minnesota Twins, baby. Come on, I want, I, dude. Rocco Baldelli's their manager. Why wouldn't no, you want that guy to win a World Series? Come that's on that's the only thing that I can accept with the Twins. They're all power. I, who who's their pitching staff that's going to lead them? Is my question. Don't care. In the playoffs. Don't care. They get the crap out of the ball. Well, you better care because playoffs is all pitching and defense. You know that. You played baseball at one point. Then the Yankees aren't winning either. They're yeah, there. I know that. <laughs> we know that. We can agree on that. All right, we'll leave it at that. We're just going to – hey, and when the Red Sox season's over, we're still going to go strong. We're going to talk playoffs because Al and I are still baseball nuts. So we'll sit here and talk about the baseball world. Obviously, Red Sox news will come down as the season ends and windles down as well. So stick with us. Stay with us. Rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Follow on Twitter at Into the Triangle. Might even have some off-season guests come on with us. I, I was going to say, as the baseball season winds down, those people who cover baseball tend to be a little more available. So just just, just stay tuned. Might Check out the merch store. Check out the merch store. Um, you might see some certain clothing with some certain logo of certain podcasts on it soon. Um, so just keep an eye on the merch store. Keep an eye on everything. Uh, we'll be back next week, hopefully with Liam. My lord, yeah, Liam. I, I miss Liam. It's two straight weeks. I, I haven't I'm talked just... to Liam in like three weeks. Um, all right, until then, Big Al over there. Liam's at home doing something. Uh, this is Jared Skelly. We'll talk to you next week in the Triangle Podcast. Couch Guy Sports. Go Red Sox.